The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? And Jesus replied, This is the first. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, I attended the wedding of a young couple. The bride was the daughter of a family I knew well. And after the wedding, or rather about four days later, The mother of the bride called me and said that while they were on their honeymoon, they were bicycling, and there was an accident, and the groom had broken both his legs. And then she said to me, my daughter is beginning to understand the reality of married life. She will have to take care of him. And so she's beginning to learn what real love is all about, what real devotion means. It's true, I suppose, isn't it? As time goes on, we learn what that means with people we love. At the same time, though, I wondered if she missed an opportunity to understand the love of God, the love that God has for us. She was given a glimpse of it in her own life, but only a glimpse. 
she would have to take care of and love someone whom she deeply loved and for whom she had extraordinary affection. God would have to love creatures who had made themselves very unlovable by rejecting him, ignoring him. And yet God would do it. That's the nature of God. We then learn love from God's love for us. Today's gospel, of course, we've heard many times. But again, it speaks of a different kind of love. The scribe who asks the question asks it in good faith and with an idea of God's love from the history of the people of Israel. He knows what God did for his people, taking them out of Egypt, to the desert, giving them the promised land, all that he'd done. That's his idea of love. So he asks our Lord, which is the first of all the commandments? Our Lord, of course, quotes Deuteronomy. This is the first. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. All right. We would find that beautiful that love. But what's the love our Lord is talking about? The love of God. Why do we love God? Simply because he is. Our very being depends upon him. Our reality depends upon him. Our love of God, then, is something that demands a sacrifice beyond that which most of us are willing to imagine. Every one of us here knows what it means to sacrifice for another. And every one of us here perhaps knows what it means to have somebody do that for us. Again, a glimpse of God, a glimpse of God's love. But what we are asked to do, we heard about last Thursday, and the Feast of All Saints. We are then asked to become heroic lovers. First of all, of God. What does our Lord tell us love, what it means to love him? To keep my commandments. That's all very nice. That's obedience. But we're called to do it for another reason. Again, the reason is that we do it out of a, a, a love for God that first comes from a realization of what he has done for us, which is why our understanding of love I've said this so many times, maybe tired of hearing it, but I can't stop saying it. Our love of God will always be predicated on the cross. That's where we see God's love for us. And our spending time in front of the crucifix should draw us out of a love for him and we realize what God has done for someone who was unlovable, who has made himself unlovable, beginning with original sin. And yet God calls us back to become his image, to become lovable once again, over and over and over again. 
And then only can I I be able to understand the heroic sacrifice necessary to love you. The heroic sacrifice necessary for spouses to love one another. It seems so simple in the beginning, doesn't it? That love is a natural thing. It's a natural affection. It's an attraction. Then we begin to know what realize or to realize what that love really means, as did that young married couple with the, with the groom who broke both his legs. We begin to realize the heroic sacrifice involved. Most children never appreciate what their parents sacrificed for them until they become parents themselves, and even then, they may not realize what their own parents did. So our Lord then goes on to say, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The scribe agrees. He says, excellent teacher, well said. Imagine saying that to our Lord. Well said. There is no... uh, You are right in saying he is one and there is no other than he, and so on. But the scribe doesn't understand what our Lord's talking about. He understands love only insofar as he understands his own personal experience of it and God's love for them in the history of the Jewish people. Our Lord is now going to have to do something that he he came to earth to do. I've spoken once before of the destiny of God. God has no destiny. God simply is. You and I have destiny. We have a beginning and we have a journey and we know where we're going. That's destiny. God has no destiny. God is perfect act until he took a human nature. From the moment of the incarnation, God had a destiny. And that destiny was going to be the love of God for humanity that would become visible in Jesus Christ. Then, only then, will we understand what real love is all about, insofar as we are capable of understanding it. And our Lord, we are told, um, said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. The scribe was coming along. In fact, the scribe was standing right next to the kingdom of God, if he'd only realized it, in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we then have to be lovers of a different sort. I said on the Feast of All Saints, I've said that a couple of times, that the Eucharist is the fruit of lovers. It is. The Eucharist is not just the fruit of saints, it's the fruit of saints because it's the fruit of lovers. If we want to be heroic lovers, the Eucharist is the only way to do it. That's what transforms us into what we could not otherwise be. The more time we spend with the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, the greater the lover we become. The more powerful our love is, too. The more exciting, I might add. The greater the peace that we have in our lives with that love. We can love the unlovable because we've experienced it. So, as I said, we love God because God is God. That's sometimes a little difficult for us, isn't it? Because we're used to loving people for a reason. I mean, a reason that they can somehow fulfill us. But to love someone just for the sake of loving, as Mother Teresa could, for instance. I mentioned on All Saints Day, when she was asked about who she was, her answer was, I'm only a poor woman who prays. And because I pray, I can love. That's what she said. What a beautiful description of someone. I'm only a poor woman who prays. And because I pray, I can love. So I would like to come back to conclude just one more time with that wonderful poem of 
Gerard Manley Hopkins, who I've mentioned many times, and I think we have to remind ourselves of the nature of our love for God. Called Deus Ego Amo Te, God, I love you. Then I, why should I not love thee? Jesu, so much in love with me. Not for heaven's sake, not to be out of hell for loving thee, not for any gains I see, but just the way that thou didst me. I do love and I will love thee. But must I love thee, Lord, for them? For being my King and God. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, she will always be a visible sign of God's heroic love for humanity and of Christ's love for his Church. For the healing and strengthening of the Church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, that they may come to know love as God reveals it, himself. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who are sick and suffering and dying, the lonely, the frustrated, and the confused, for those who experience alienation and rejection, they may come to know that they are loved, and to know that in their suffering they will learn to love. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith and wandered from love, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, And during this month, especially for life at the end, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations, the priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women will be visible signs of God's love for humanity, visible signs of the cross. For a greater reverence for the heroic love of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they first of all will come to know heroic love in their own lives, and then proclaim it, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Today is Vocation Sunday. We pray in particular vocations to the priesthood in our own diocese. Those young men will realize the call of God in their lives, and that we will encourage vocations in our own parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors. For all who died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Especially for those remembered on our altar from our own parish. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed And for our upcoming elections, we will realize the importance of truth and virtue in those we elect, especially be aware of the right to life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, And for all of us here, we will be visible signs of the love God has shown to us. We pray to the Lord. Now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. Mm-hmm. 